Okay, welcome to another edition of Match Chats on Leadership. I'm Matt Childers, your host. I'm the Executive Director of Allen Lima Leadership. And today, we're visiting with Tracy Sanchez. She's the owner and president of Lima Pallet Company Incorporated. Tracy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Matt. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, wanted to start uh, our conversation by just asking you about what your early days were like, your childhood days uh, as you were growing up. Sure. I, I grew up and born and raised in Lima, Ohio. Uh, attended bath schools. Uh, I've always lived in the bath school area. Um, grew up with uh, three or two sisters and a brother, uh, mother and father, and uh, my uh, mom and dad. Uh, mom was a homemaker. Dad started working for a beverage company for several years, was a salesman, um, and then came along and, and uh, discovered Lima Pallet Company. Yeah, so give me a, give me a little more on your parents, uh, who I met uh, last year at a uh, Civic Center event. Uh, what was their influence like on you? So work ethics were huge. Uh, Mom and dad were all about hard work. You know, as young kids, we, had, we mowed grass, uh, we helped around the house, we had chores. Uh, we came from a very blue-collared, hard-working environment. Yeah. Um, when you think about uh, those early years, your parents, uh, and did you know what you wanted to do as you were, you were growing up and cutting yards and doing all those different things that your parents were encouraging you to do? To do? Did you know what you wanted to do uh, as a professional? Yes, as a professional, mm. I wanted to be a school teacher. Mm. That was always my dream. In fact, we take the neighborhood, which our neighborhood was comprised of mainly cousins, and I would be the school teacher of the neighborhood. You were the um, leader of that group. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So why school teaching? Why why was that something that you looked at as uh, uh, as interesting? Because I was always interested in teaching, mm. um, always bettering people, um, helping people. We used to have a little Italian lady who was our babysitter, and she couldn't speak English. And I would spend hours just sitting there reading books to her. I can remember as a six, seven, eight-year-old reading books, reading, trying to teach her the English language. Mm. And to me, that was always impressive, and she always just thrived on you know, learning just the simple words in the English language. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, all right, so as you head into your professional career, um, tell me about those early years on your professional side. Sure, so when I was uh, uh, in high school, like I said, I always wanted to be a school teacher. That was always my dream. Um, Lima Pallet actually started out of the back of the garage. So my dad was still a salesman, but he had a good friend that owned a com or that uh, managed a company right down the street from us. And the pallet company actually started in the back of the garage, so I would help there in the evenings and on the weekends when I wasn't in school. Well, upon graduation, I went to Road State College for about two quarters mm. to become a school teacher. Started the, the regular program that you had to do, and it was about two quarters in is when mom and dad's like, no, look, we need you back at the company. The company started growing so fast yeah. that I ended up quitting school, never became a school teacher, and went full-time working for what is now Lima Pallet Company. Yeah, wow, that's exciting. Um, why pallets? What, what was the impetus to that with your father and then uh, as, you've, as you've grown the business? So, well, so my father had a good friend, like I said, that uh, was a manager at a, a big food warehouse. Mm. And they were throwing all these pallets in dumpsters. And one day they were sitting down. Dad didn't even know what a pallet was. Right. And they're like, look, if we could fix these pallets, I could be the, the king. I, I would save my company tons of money. So they went and bought, got a couple of these pallets, bring them back to the garage. 
my dad pries off some boards. He puts some boards back on that they pried off that were still good. And he looks at him, he's like, this is not hard. What is this worth to you? He's like, look, if I could get these done half the price that I'm paying for them instead, and I'm, I'm not putting them in landfills, yeah. you know, fill up the landfills, he says, I'll, I'll save on the trash and I'll be fixing something for the company, saving the company, we'll be spending half the money that we're spending. So that's really how Wyma Pallet was born, how Wyma Pallet came about. And it started in the back of the garage with one customer um, and, and then it ended up growing. We moved down the street uh, from this company. Dad just leased a little uh, a Quonset hut out of there and he and my mom, my brother, my sister, we'd go down there on the weekends. We had a couple cousins and, and an uncle that worked in there. So it was just strictly a family owned business. Mm. Um, very, very small. Dad still had his full time job, but then he ended up quitting his job because this company you know, started taking off and the demand became more and more and we started getting customers just from that area that by word of mouth that we were doing this. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> that, that really is. Uh, how big is the pallet industry today in, in America? So pallets, we always say, move the world. Mm. So it's a great indicator of what the economy is doing. If mm -hmm. pallets are moving, goods are moving. Yeah. Um, and our business has expanded, like I said, from a few family members and then over the years um, to now we have a little over 60 employees wow. uh, we do a lot of international uh, work so our pallets go from to Mexico Canada Australia all the European countries uh, you know, we're a certified heat treat facility so the pallet industry has just grown massive over mm. the years I mean there, there's pallet companies all over you know the world now yeah. uh, because goods have to be shipped and, and nine times out of ten they are shipped on a wooden pallet interesting yeah very good all right so uh, tell me about the first time you started managing someone uh, as we talk about leadership in, in this column sure so I, I worked from the pallet company from the bottom up I mean, started in the bookkeeping area, went out, I rode, uh, drove a forklift, uh, self-taught you know, forklift driver. Uh, we, we bought our first one. Um, I built pallets. I used the saw. So, you know, as a leader, um, there's nothing more important uh, than to gain respect from the people that you lead than when you can get your hands into it and do exactly what they did. And it's not that... Um, I, I can always say I've done your job mm. and so and, and what's even more important is that I work right along beside them so mm. that leadership skill as you build uh, you know starting out as a leader I started at a very young age um, you know, I was fresh out of high school uh, started managing just a few people and then as the company grew we started adding a few more employees and a few more employees that were no longer family members yeah. um, so you just it was really just self-taught as we went it was gaining that respect from people and it's not really telling people what to do but asking them what to do yeah so. yeah very good very good advice um, what's your best career advice as you see this 21st century evolve and you saw your business come from your family's uh, growth where it started off in in the margins and now it's you know employing 60 different people what what's your best career advice for folks that are getting into the work world? So some of my best advice is, is um, when, when people look at Lima Pallet and they say, wow, Lima Pallet is a successful business. You know, Tracy built this business. I don't look at it that way. Um, to me, you're only as good as the people that work for you. And, I, and sure, I may get the credit for what Lima Pallet does, but that's not the way. Every single Monday, we have a company meeting and I thank my employees on a regular basis I'm only as good as they are. And we're a second chance employee, employer. So we hire a lot of felons and people um, mm. 
give them a second chance, sometimes third and fourth chances, to make their way to become good community citizens. And it's, and it's part about being involved in the community. Uh, so not only are, am I giving uh, felons a second chance, uh, mm-hmm. they may not be able to get, get a job like everyone else can, but you know, as leaders, it's, it's uh, building lives. I guess mm. that's the way I look at it. It's, it's yeah. trying to make them good citizens. It's trying to make them um, succeed in life. The people that always thought that they were down and out and that no one would ever give them another chance. Yeah. And if we could do that and build a life and make them uh, progress. I, I always say, I don't expect them to retire from Lima Pallet. This is hard manual labor that we do building pallets. But if we can change lives, if we can get GEDs, if they don't have a GED, the ones that want to go to college, if we can get them the skills. And in a pallet industry, a lot of people think that there's not a whole lot of skills. Well, anybody could build a pallet. Well, no, you have to learn to uh, read blueprints. Um, You have to learn how to use air hammers. You have to learn how to use all kinds of skilled saws. Uh, We have panel saws and chop saws and trim saws. I mean, there's all kinds of saws. Uh, You know, we have 19 forklifts running around. Uh, We have CDL truck drivers. And 90% of my workforce, you know, are previous felons. So these are all lives that we're building, you know, when they can start building houses. Um, I've got a lot of success stories that goes with, you know, people that are now putting their kids through college. So you break that barrier of always being failures. And now they're putting, I've got a a, uh, guy, he was an armed bank robber for years, had spent years in prison, but now he's put both of his kids through engineering school. Um, Yeah, they're successful and they're married. And um, so it is, it's about building lives. It's about building a community. Yeah. What was the impetus to uh, the workforce and giving the second chances uh, versus just the, what would quote unquote be uh, just getting it from the normal pool of folks? So, so when uh, the Worth Center was the first one years ago, when I very, very first started taking over Lima Pallet, they had approached mm-hmm. me and, and asked if uh, we had a lot, they had a lot of felons that were, it was their last year before they uh, were released into mm-hmm. society. Yeah. And I think they started to try to figure out what was the best way to build a program uh, so that they weren't just dumping them out in the street. They had no skills. And many of these people have been in prison for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And we're talking way back when there was no such thing as a debit card. Computers weren't big, cell phones weren't uh, out. So this yeah. program started way back then. Um, and at first I was a little hesitant. It's like, wow, you know, I don't know. Do you, know, do you really want to get involved in, in bringing, you know, prisoners, you know, into Lima Pallet Company? You know, what kind of reputation? You know, what will people think? Uh, was I in fear for other people that work there? Well, after the program, and I, I bet you it wasn't even six months in, you find out how loyal these people are, mm. how how dedicated they are because you believe in them and that you would give them a second chance. Um, And they ended up being the best workers I could ever ask for. Mm. They were delivered to work every day. They weren't allowed to leave at break. They were never late. They never call in sick. They never miss a day because they wanted out of that prison setting even in those six months. Yeah, that's that's an incredible story. Uh, Well done for you. Um, Share a little bit about what successful companies do and uh, how that might relate to the Lima Pallet Company. Um, so, so to be successful, once again, it, it's you have to get your employees buy-in. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to feel important. Um, we do leadership training. Uh, I have I, 11 supervisors that every single Monday, not only do we have a company meeting, but we spend about a half an hour just with my superv- supervisors, and we do leadership training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these guys had no previous, uh, you know, like I said, some of them don't even have high school diplomas. Uh, so we try to teach them how to be leaders even within the company so it's leading other people uh, so 
to me, to be successful, it's investing in your people mm -hmm. to make sure that they feel that they're worth something. Uh, it's giving that compliment, you know, every day. And it could be the, the and I, I'm always on them. The person that comes in and has a job description and just does their job. You know, they're not late, they just do the norm, just what they're supposed to do. Those are the people that we don't praise. Those are the people that that's just expected. We always want to praise the people that go over and up and above and beyond. Mm -hmm. But when you start praising just the people that do what they're supposed to be doing, your morale changes, people will do more for you, um, they respect you. So, so for us, uh, you know, it, it's building those leaders, it's building to become successful, it's just building that leadership team and getting the buy-in from your company. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, how, how would you how, how would you go about your hiring it's 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 a little different than uh, what what may be the conventional way for other companies that we have talked to uh, how do you go about your hiring so you know we do a lot through Ohio means jobs um, mm -hmm. we, you know, we post the jobs out there um, uh, we do a lot on Facebook uh, Twitter uh, we get a lot of response from our Facebook page, uh, you know, people that are looking. And you really have to dive into what the millennials and what the, the younger generation, yeah. you know, how, how can you get that out there? They don't read the newspapers. You right. can't advertise in the newspaper anymore. Yeah. So it's really about, you know, what do millennials or what do this younger generation, you know, how can you tap into them? Right. Um, and, and not everyone we have are felons, um, but a lot of them know that, you know, once again, word gets around that, look, Lima Pellet will give you a second chance, and it is a good place to work. And, yeah. and they do treat you like a human being and they're we're all about bettering lives so uh, you know our pool of people you know we don't have a whole lot of hard time finding employees and most of them that come stay um, you always have that entry level that you're always have a little bit of turnover but you know a lot of these people have been here 15 20 25 I've got some there 35 almost 40 years now so mm. yeah what a success story that that's fantastic uh, so when you think in some some of my images of not knowing about Lima Pallet Company, I think one of the first times I ever knew it was Willie Geist showed up. <laughs> yeah. And there's the governor of the state of Ohio mm -hmm. uh, in your warehouse. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that experience like? That was really cool. And then they shut me down for almost a week because MSNBC <laughs> took over mm. my building. Yeah. But, you know, we have a lot of people come through. And it doesn't matter, you know, who they are. Um, I think they really like the story because it is a second chance, uh, you know, and, and, and it's a success story. Yeah. You know, once again, the company is only as good as the people that work in it. Right. And these guys take pride in quality. They take pride in service. Um, and, you know, and we even give back. I mean, we work at the West Ohio Food Bank. We got two days next week, you know, that Linda Hamilton called and said, hey, you know, yeah. can your guys come over and help clean before they have an inspection? Um, so we're all about, you know, getting together and giving back, you know, mm. even as a company, because it's important that people realize they've always been on the receiving end, a lot of these guys. Yeah. And when you give back, what a great feeling that is. And we invite their families. And, and so it's trying to break those barriers of always living on the system. So once again, you're right, like the Willie Geises and the, um, you know, we, we've had uh, president, you know, soon to be presidents or people running for president come through. We've had almost every yeah. congressman uh, that, that's, uh, you know, whether it's Republican or Democrat through that place, it does not matter. Um, you know, we invite everyone and yeah. I think they really like the story on our workforce and how we've developed it and how can they help, it's a, you know. It's an it's a incredible story It's a, and it's one that needs to be told more and more uh, with what you're doing. Um, so it sounds like so much is going on, uh, and I do want to come back to the community service in a moment, but tell us about, as a, as a leader, 
your time management because you have so many things going on. You also have people uh, who are a part of the community that need your help. Uh, and so you're doing these different activities that uh, all lend itself to a better community, uh, but you also your priority is your, your company. How do, you, uh, how do you grade yourself and then how do you kind of manage that time management for yourself? So if it wasn't for my little black book mm. that keeps all of my dates in line. You're still doing the black book. I do. Not, I don't do yeah. it electronically. I, yeah. I just I can't depend on electronic. Yeah. Um, I try not to be on electronics anymore than I have to other than my computer I'm on quite often. Sure. But I still use everything's handwritten on a calendar. I have a desk calendar. Yeah. Um, and then I also have my book that has every appointment in it. Um, I sit on seven different boards mm. um, and I'm very picky about what boards I do sit on. Uh, because usually my first question is, is, is how can I make a difference to help you? Um, mm-hmm. It's not just to say that I'm on a board. Right. I want to be able to make a difference. Yeah. Um, so to me, that's important. Um, as far as Lima Palette and, and, and time managing, uh, it, it is a balance. Uh, but what I do love about Lima Palette is I've got such a great team there. Mm. And it is a great leadership team. And even though I may be uh, own Lima Palette, I work more on it than in it. And yeah. I think that's an important key as a leader is you, you can't micromanage. You put people in place to do the job that you want them to do. And if you train them correctly, they that company honestly can run by itself. Now, until they get to certain things that I have to do. And once again, it's working on the company, not in the company. Yeah. So I do have great leaders. Uh, my son-in-law works there. You know, if I'm not there, he's in charge. I have one sister that helps with sales, uh, and and that's the only family I've got really left in that in that company now. Mm. Um, so I got a great leadership team, and when it runs like a well-oiled machine, when I'm not there, um, in fact, we just had the conversation yesterday. It says, you know what, we're a great company, but now we want to be the greatest. Let's take this to the next level. Mm. And you should see the eyes light up, and then and then the, the wheels start turning. It's like, what can we do to even become greater than what we are? Yeah, yeah. What are some of those responses? to where you want to take this from where you are today to going forward? Well, once again, it's investing in my employees. It, mm. It's that um, how we talk to our employees and how we get people motivated and how how can we... Uh, uh, one of the worst uh, problems, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, is attendance. You know, it's getting people mm. to show up every day on time. You know, yeah. how important that is. You know, so what, what incentives can we do? Um, you know, we just started to think about a year ago um, that if you can go a whole month with not being late a day, not leaving early a day, and just perfect attendance, and it's perfect. It, that's, yeah. Everything's correct. And we started with seven to eight employees. You know, Now we're up to, out of 60 employees, we're up to almost 30, so almost half of the yeah. workforce. So every month you can get a, well, it starts at $30, and then it goes to $60, then it goes to $90. When you get to $120, which is four months, you can earn $120 the rest of the year. So, you know, that's nice, easy, free money in their pocket just for showing up doing yeah. what they're supposed to do every day. So it's those little things we put in place. Yesterday was our first day on a Monday. Not one person clocked in late, and not one, and every single person was at work on a Monday. 60 employees, everybody. So I announced yesterday at a meeting, you know what, pizza on Lima Palette on Friday. Thank you, everyone, for being here on time and showing up today. Not one, you know, so the place goes crazy, morale's up now, and we're going to provide pizza. So it's just those little things that yeah. you do as a leader that can make a huge difference yeah. in your company and the morale and the leaders, you know, so it's just teaching those leaders to lead. Yeah. Boy, that's so well done. And it's so important to lead by example. I can't stress that enough. You have yeah. to lead by example. Yeah. Do you do you follow anybody in the world of, uh, of leadership or management? Uh, 
that you've, you've relied on, whether it's books, whether it's articles, whether it's seminars, um, um, YouTube videos, those type of things? You know, I, I do try to go to leadership uh, seminars quite often. Yeah. Um, we try to, actually, I said my leadership team, this is something new that we just started also just this past year. Uh, we break it up into three groups because I have 11, and I always try to attend one of those with each group yeah. you know, throughout the year. I think it's so important. You can never have enough training. You can never read enough books. On leadership you could be the greatest leader there is but there's always things to learn sure. and always new things that you can do yeah yeah very good um, all right let's talk about uh, that community service and why that's important to you you know I, I think it's very important for every business to invest in the community um, especially the community you live in um, you know, I, I'm helping lead the amphitheater downtown you'll be in in Rotary I was a past Rotary president about three yeah. years ago and to me, it's just so important to give back to the com community to make it great. Mm. Um, you know, I, I've traveled several other areas, and you look at you know what makes this area successful and what makes this town successful. Yeah. You know, and there was always two things that were always in common. And Rich Rudolph was the one that brought this up to me. He's like, you know, I've traveled all over the world. Two things in common everywhere you go. It's either a green space in the downtown area or it's uh, breweries. Mm. You know, who would have ever thought? Yeah. Um, so it was important for us, you know, once again, you know, part of Rotary is investing and, and believing in your community. And it's what can we do to help uh, economic development and to make our communities a great place to live, work, and play. Yeah. Um, so that's when I really started getting involved, um, you know, several years ago. It's like, you know, what can we do to work together to make this a great place? And, you know, Lima's coming a long way. Yeah. For those that haven't either heard about or know any of the details of the uh, amphitheater, uh, can you share those those details? Sure. So the amphitheater is on a depressed part of downtown Lima. I mean, that's why Rotary picked the spot that it is. Um, you know, it's going to be right up on the backside of Road State College going downtown. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to create a huge green space. Um, so we took a, a, a whole city block from Elm Street to Spring Street, yeah. the back of Main Street to Union Street. We've tore down every building within that area now. Um, the, it'll be a green, big green grassed area this spring. And even this year, they're gonna have movies in the park uh, that was at Throat Park. We're moving that downtown because that's a rotary project also. Yeah. Uh, so Kat Sarno, the, that's in charge of that, uh, they're moving that downtown. So there'll be, I think, three movies played. Uh, we're hoping art festivals. The YMCA is really involved. They're excited. They want to run some of their summer programs. So we may see uh, kickboxing or yoga mm. free to the community out on the grass, you know, even as, as soon as this summer. Uh, we're hoping arts festivals and kids festivals. Uh, we're hoping the Road State College students will be able to use that. They can study uh, food trucks. There'll be areas that they can park all the way around the amphitheater area so that people can come down and have lunch and dinner. Yeah. Off and you know out of the food trucks, and then hopefully cool. in twenty twenty one we'll have the big stage built, and then all the sidewalks will be in. Uh, we'll see a lot of trees and and flowers and bushes get getting planted even as soon as this summer. Mm. So it's coming right along, and we're hoping it's a huge gathering place once again to not only bring the Lima community but the entire region. So we're talking at Allglaze and Putnam and um, you know all those counties around us to bring people together um, to w whatever it may be, and it'll be a place too that people can have weddings. There could be 
parties, you could have uh, yeah. uh, private parties or whatever you want to do. So we're really partnering with the city of Lima. Uh, the Civic Center is hugely involved. They'll be doing all the programming and all of the reserving. Uh, so ABAM Rosa is very, and, and then all of the arts community is totally involved. Yeah. Um, uh, we have uh, Bart Mills and, and Sally Wendell from Art Space. Um, all of those people are involved too, and they're really, really excited about a new venue, a new place that Lima will have that's an outdoor facility um, that the whole community can enjoy and to be proud of. Yeah, boy, that's, that's so exciting for Lima and so exciting for uh, especially downtown Lima. Uh, so the uh, initial will be this summer, and mm -hmm. then the following will be where the amphitheater will be in. Uh, for the opportunity to have concerts that's exactly uh, right forward. right it's about a two and a half million dollar project mm. um, we've raised just right under a million dollars already yeah. so our goal was to raise half of that so we're about three four hundred thousand dollars shy of our goal yeah. so rotary is doing a great job and we haven't even been doing that for a year so the fundraising's only been going on for about eight nine that's months well right now so we've done really a, a great job and then the other uh, half a, a million and a half um, uh, we have put in a state grant, uh, so Matt Huffman and Bob Cup are, are instrumental um, for that grant in the uh, biennium budget this yeah. year. So hopefully uh, we'll hear and, and we'll get approved for that. Yeah. Um, so it'll move the project along a lot quicker. Yeah, very good. Uh, okay, so uh, also in downtown Lima, uh, you've just recently talking about giving back and trying to make Lima a better place. Could you talk about your new business technology center? Yeah, so um, at the same time this, the uh, amphitheater is going up, um, I was approached to buy a city block. So it's one block from the amphitheater. It's between the exact same thing, Elm Street, Spring Street, and it's on Central Avenue. So mm -hmm. it's just one block away from where the amphitheater is. And I bought two big buildings with no idea in mind what I was going to do with them. Uh, but after talking with Jed Metzger from um, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, I got Doug Olson from GLR involved. Uh, Jerome O'Neill, uh, which is helping with the POT Center and, and mm -hmm. some of that. Uh, my goal has always been, it's always been about diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And it's what can we do to bring Lima together. Uh, so these two buildings, honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do with it. Um, and then I was approached, we all got put our guides. I said, look, I've got the real estate. I own the buildings. I want to do something great for the community. What can we do? Uh, and so we started brainstorming, and, and so the three-story building is going to be a business technology center. Um, it's going to be a multi-purpose uh, building. Uh, there'll be a gastro pub in there. There's already a coffee shop and a chocolate shop that has committed. Uh, we have a bakery going in, a Bulvarian bakery that's committed. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about that. Uh, the top two floors will be, uh, there's going to be a multimedia room. So we're pretty excited about that where if uh, kids want to go in or adults want to go in and they want to shoot YouTube videos, that they'll be able to do that yeah. and, and broadcast. So that'll be going up there. There's a learning a technology center on the second floor too. It'll have state-of-the-art uh, rooms where people uh, can uh, uh, do learning sessions, uh, just mm. conference rooms, there'll be office space up there, um, and it'll be, a, the third floor is a little bit more uh, high-end office spaces that we've already got quite a few people interested in that, so I have a feeling this building's going to fill up fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of interest, so, and it'll be a, a place too where, you know, just the students, we, you know, we got St. Rita's with a, a learning, um, 
we all these doctors coming in as a learning hospital, and then we've got Road State downtown, so and the amphitheater one block away. So the goal of this building is that it's just high energy business technology center where people can come and hang out, have coffee, you know, get something to eat, have a drink, and flip on their computers. It'll have an outdoor courtyard, yeah. which will be huge. Um, uh, with lights, um, Octopus Productions, you know, may they're, they're already talking about, you know, maybe doing some uh, theater and small bands and things over in that area too. So it's really just a compliment once again downtown. The other building's a makerspace building. Mm. It's kind of on uh, the idea foundry that's out in Columbus, Ohio. The pot center uh, is going to be highly involved in that. It'll be a lot of, we got the trades involved, uh, a lot of the mm. schools, so Apollo, Lima City School, um, a lot of them are involved too. And the makerspace will be up for a lot of small startup businesses. Or it may, it may have like a CNC machine in it. It may have a 3D printer in there that people can go in and just use it for an hour and pay a fee. Or, or And so we may even do memberships. We're not really sure how that's all going to work. Yeah. But once again, a place that Lima can be proud of, a place that the whole community can use. Um, so it was just like an idea it was a brainstorm the thing yeah. just keeps evolving and, it, and it's a pretty exciting project now that is a really exciting project when will the uh, initial pieces be completed where they'll we'll see activity uh consumer activity uh in that area um so we're thinking probably the first of, of next year so okay. january of next year is when we're hoping that the that will actually have our opening yeah uh, right now we've all the demos done on the inside of the building, so it's ready to go. We've hired the architect. Uh, we've got the bids coming in right now on the construction. Yeah. So we're ho hoping the construction will start as soon as June of this year. Yeah, very good. What do you say to the critics that say, well, it won't happen in downtown Lima? So, you know, whatever that is, whatever X is, it, oh, that won't happen in Lima, or that can't happen in Lima, or we're not uh, as uh, set up to succeed uh, like another community of ours is, uh, maybe to the north uh, in Finley. What, what do you say to those critics? Yeah, so, so the naysayers, I would just say, need to go away. Mm. Because honestly, we have so much happening in downtown Lima to be excited about. Mm -hmm. You look at the Metro Center. You look at what the Blast Brothers are doing with the downtown, downtown housing. You know, even the city of Lima is working on downtown housing. Um, you know, we got the Huntington building that's that's full, and mm. I, you know, the last I heard. Uh, so we have a lot of great projects. Um, you know, with the amphitheater and Road State College, and you know all these all these things that people say will never happen, they're happening. Yeah. Um, they do take time, um, but I'll tell you. Uh, I think we're finally, as a community, coming together. People mm. are getting excited about the momentum that we have. Yeah. And I think you're going to see a huge transformation within the next two years of downtown Lima and everything that we want it to be. Um, all of these other towns and cities that already have it, it's coming to Lima. We just need believers. We need people to collaborate and work together. And, and it's really painting the vision of what's really coming and getting excited. And then we need the people to support it. Yeah. Well said, well said. Tracy Sanchez, the owner and president of Lima Palette Company Incorporated. It's a pleasure to have you on this podcast and uh, to feature you in this column in the Lima News. Thank you for all you're doing in this community. Uh, congratulations on all your success with Lima Palette and all of the ancillary things that you're doing across our community. Thank you very much for being with me today. Oh, thank you, Matt. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, so that's Tracy Sanchez, everybody.